0: This episode is sponsored by IOTA Origin, which is bringing tokenized commodities into Shimmer DeFi. Three, two, one. Welcome Welcome to the
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome back guys to a new episode. I'm here with my good friend and a fantastic member of the community, Cappy. Uh, he's going to explain to us about Nakama Labs, which is a Web3 builder and a venture fund. Welcome back to the podcast, mate.
1: Hey, hey, thanks for having me on again. It's
0: very welcome. How um, how's it going?
1: Yeah, good, good. Really busy actually. I've just had a, a busy day of calls with the teams, and uh, yeah, things are progressing really well. Um, there's a lot of um, exciting developments um, coming in the next few months. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to talk about some of those today
0: absolutely mate. it's been quite a lot quite a lot going on in the Ado community lately now with shimmer going live and hopefully smart contracts in the near future
1: yeah absolutely i think um the launch of shimmer like blew everybody's expectations out of the water um i think it really shows that the community um are so strong um i've been talking to a lot of investors prior to shimmer um, launching and everyone expected the uh, the token price to be far lower than what it is today and i think that's a testament to the community and that they're long-term holders and believer in the, the technology um, but it's it's almost unheard of having an airdrop being 100% um, airdrop to the community and to have such strong holders so yeah it's uh, it's great to be part of this community
0: absolutely i was quite surprised for it to go to wasn't it i think 18 19 cents like on a couple of first days which was pretty impressive
1: yeah exactly it definitely drove up through the uh, limited liquidity available on some of the um the the exchanges at, at the time and i think once um, bitfinex uh launched and there was that uh sort of narrative of people waiting for bitfinex to launch and you know the hype around what what price would it Launch at that kind of drove up that uh, that initial price, but I think even where it's sitting today, which is around about uh, seven cents or so, I think it's uh, it's still really good um, value for money, and it shows the the strength of this ecosystem. And one of the reasons why I'm super looking forward to Shimmer EVM now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing that I think might be the reason that it went that uh, high, and also are sitting high right now, is might because the, everything was airdropped uh, to the active uh community right those that are keeping tabs and we're staking they're not they're not trading not selling they're they're looking like in the bigger picture so i'm really looking forward to see the uh the smart contracts going live and maybe finally be able to see some form of demand as different projects go live yeah
1: for sure I'm I'm convinced that once Shimmer EVM goes live, there's going to be a lot more use cases for Shimmer. So particularly within the Web3 ecosystem, there's going to be a huge amount of demand for Shimmer to be either trading into other assets and other tokens on Shimmer EVM, or being used as collateral within DeFi um, ecosystem DApps. So I, I I still strongly believe that there's going to be like this um, this supply black hole event whereby there's going to be a lot of uh, supply locked up within the Shimmer EVM ecosystem. Um you know and that's only going to increase over time so yeah i'm really looking forward to uh deploying some of those stats which will hopefully um act in in, in such a manner
0: mm, yeah and um but do you think that i think it's about 70 or 80 different projects right now which is planning to launch on shimmer do you think that's enough to to see like a big enough demand for for actually uh, like driving up the market for it
1: I think it's it's certainly going to uh, create uh, more demand um and it's going to lock up supply of shimmer obviously the 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 greater um like total value locked um within the shimmer EV, evm ecosystem um the more supply will be will be locked up into that DeFi ecosystem and, and the web3 ecosystem and yeah i i don't like making price predictions but i would expect the price to to increase um over such a time period but again I, I always like to say this, that's mm. not financial advice <laughs> yeah. um but it's it's something that um i'm i'm looking to um as a as an investor in this um, in this space
0: yeah and uh it's nice that we already are able to kind of play around with it because like we saw um spec weekly's coin went live on IOTAB, uh yesterday or at least a couple of days ago and, uh, it went up to like an APR for like 11,000 per- percent, maybe more as well. I haven't kept tabs on it, but which is pretty fun.
1: Yeah. And I think with this as well, there's, there's always a bit of a danger and risk as well when like new tokens launch, I think people, you know, need to, um, need to probably take a step back and, and, um, just, uh, you know, take into consideration, um, FOMO effects and mm. and make like calculated um investments is, is what i'd also recommend um i think the there's a danger I'm, I'm i'm not um like targeting anyone here but there's there's always a danger like you have like a new hype token uh launching and um the, the valuations don't quite keep up with um like the utility and um yeah it's, it's it's something to be mindful of as as a community that um we should be um really mindful of like um where our expectations of the valuation of that token should be after you know one to seven days after after launch because quite often we see tokens launch have a, have a lot of hype they, they increase in price and then they you know they start to take off and settle at a more reasonable uh, market cap and valuation
0: mm, yeah absolutely um but you've been on behind before so we we know your story um what have you been up to since last time
1: yeah. And so I can't remember if the last time we spoke, um, I'd already set up uh, Nakama, which is the the Web three uh, venture fund, which is focusing on Shimmer uh, right now, or or not. But maybe just to give um, like a, a brief update. So we've launched Nakama. It's a it's a joint venture. There's a there's a number of investors that are that are backing us right now, and. We've got two different strategies right now. Um, Our first strategy is focused on building. So we partner with builders in the ecosystem. And right now we've got partnerships with two builders, uh, potentially three in in the not too distant future. And so we work with those builders to um, deploy Web3 applications. Right now we're focused on DeFi because of my my background is in traditional finance. but, um, yeah, since we last spoke, we've announced Accumulator, which is a, a yield aggregator, which in very simple terms is basically compounding um, yields and returns in um, in, in decentralized exchanges, uh, liquidity pools. And we've recently announced uh, another um, application which we're really excited about called um, Deeper Finance. And Deeper Finance is a lending uh, market protocol whereby you can... Um, you can lend assets into the protocol, and you can borrow a- against the collateral that you have within that um, that that lending protocol, which is very unique um, within within DeFi. So, yeah, we're working on like several other projects as well, which maybe we can we can touch on later on. Um, but yeah, we've been we've been really active, and probably more so behind the scenes than uh, than-, than publicly.
0: Mm, cool. But what made you decide to to create Nakama Labs?
1: Yeah so like I've been in the uh so I've been in um crypto since 2015 um got into IOTA in 2017 uh, but I also got into uh, DeFi in 2017 as well when I became like one, one of the early investors in something called Etherland um which is one of the the early lending protocols that turned into Aave which people are probably more familiar with and so um I've seen the efficiencies and transparency of uh, DeFi since 2017. Um, And I've been working in traditional finance for 15 years. And to be honest, I was getting a little bit tired of like how inefficient processes can be within traditional finance, uh, that the monopolies that control those systems and how they're they're really not very transparent. And so when I was seeing uh, DeFi have a really big emergence uh, back in 2019, 2020, um, I got really excited for DeFi and I kind of went down the rabbit hole. Um, and so I'd had a few success stories myself within DeFi, and so I, I then had an opportunity where I could invest um, in a in a joint venture uh, together with some of my partners and and try and build some of these um, decentralized finance applications and web three applications um, with some of the funding that uh, that we have behind us, as well as the the knowledge and experience that we picked up through being in um, in the crypto industry. And using some of our um, traditional um, background experience as well, um, and so we focused on on Shimmer because the majority of the the joint venture partners have um, um, have experience in in IOTA um, either as like uh, developers or, or investors like myself, um, and so we've we've all come together to yeah essentially focus initially on, on Shimmer and then branch out into other ecosystems when the time is right.
0: Mm, cool. And um, so you guys haven't have a, had any form of fundraising, like an ICO or NFT set or anything. You're, all this is self-funded.
1: Correct. Yeah. So we're we're self-funded right now. So we're we're funding uh, development teams. We also have other incentives as well for our developers. Um, it's not all just um, you know cash that we're we're, we're putting up. Um, our teams have a, a vested interest in the tokens performing well, and so. The tokens that we will be launching, uh, which we plan to launch as a as as fair launches, there will be like a an allocation for for the team, which um, Nakama will will benefit from in in the long term as well. But we're very focused on creating um, systems and tokenomics um, which benefit all stakeholders. Um, so when I talk about stakeholders, I mean I include the team in stakeholders, but probably more importantly, we need to ensure that there's um, sufficient incentives for the users of the platform whether they're just uh, liquidity providers or lenders or borrowers or um other users um, of, of the platform um as well as um you know if we look to get external investors or partners on board we need to incentivize them as well um so we're we're very committed to creating like long term um incentives for all stakeholders so when we release our tokenomics which we will be very shortly you'll see that um a lot of our um, incentives and, and um, um, benefits are, are tied to like a long-term time frame. Um And we want our users to be kind of tied into some of those longer term timeframes as well. So we can kind of grow together. And the more users and participation in our platforms that we can generate, um, the more fees that the, the, the platform generates and the more utility we can provide uh, to that token. So um, hopefully that will have a, a positive impact on um on, on the price of those tokens um again, again not financial advice
0: <laughs> no of course i can come in as a user but um how many people is involved in this right now i, I can believe it's more than you and a couple more
1: yeah no it's, it's quite a few people um it's definitely over 20. um yeah trying to count off the top of my head um yeah between 20 25 people are currently involved um, that includes directly and indirectly through some of the partnerships that we have with, with development teams. and that's really only growing over time. Um, so we're we're starting to really um, expand particularly with like our social media team. Um, like I said, we're we're very close to agreeing a partnership with um, with another, um development uh, team that that can can assist in um, a new platform that we were really looking forward to to hopefully launching on Shimmer as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very much a growing team. Um, if people feel like they have the the skill set to to help um, Web three teams, uh, feel free to hit me up on on um, on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I'd be happy to to take a look at your your CV and and perhaps have a call.
0: Awesome, awesome. Do you, you need someone that is capable of pressing P in this back channel? I can do that probably six <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> Maybe I'm very capable of that. Only um, when it's going up. <laughs> yeah. Um, also. Uh, you did explain a little bit what Nakama Labs is, um, basically. But in in a perfect world where everything went as you planned, like how does Nakama Labs look like in, in a few years?
1: Gosh, that is a good question. So I think I mentioned the first strategy, which is building. We have another strategy as well where we make um direct investments into web3 teams so it'll be yeah that's a strategy right now that is kind of underdeployed because we're so interested and fascinated in building ourselves and we, we feel like there's a lot of low hanging fruit uh, particularly within the the shimmer evm ecosystem which is you know it hasn't even launched yet so it's it's going to be very much in its infancy and so there's going to be a lot of opportunities there to build but i think yeah branching out more and making more direct investments is something that interests me um, another thing that really interests me as well is is having a team whereby we can provide um, research papers into um, the the Web three um, ecosystems and, and and what is happening today and 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 how we you know we can help support uh, that through perhaps some of our own investment schemes. Um, I'm also interested as well in in you know trying to provide um, liquidity into um, uh, DeFi ecosystems. And um, also I'm interested, although there's, there's challenges, I'm, I'm interested as well in, in trying to create like more fluid relationships between decentralized finance and centralized exchanges and wallets, uh, whereby that whole experience can be um, a lot easier to interact through um, through wallets, whether that's like Firefly or, or TanglePay or MetaMask or other wallets having um, like DeFi and centralized exchange interactions through a wallet that's like simple and intuitive to use is i think where the next big wave of DeFi users is going to come from um so I'm, I'm really interested in trying to explore that path or at least um joining the conversation um i'm also really interested in trying to explore the regulatory landscape right now as well and, and getting more clarity particularly around um, traditional assets that could potentially become tokenized and far more efficient so um going off on a bit of a tangent here but Mm -hmm. imagine having um shares which are tokenized um so where you have a share at the moment which is maybe like a public share imagine having to pay like dividends to all of their shareholders they could have like ten thousand shareholders but how efficient would that be through blockchain technology whereby you could automate that and and basically airdrop um dividends and, and rewards to those shareholders and those shareholders um participating in the governance of uh, proposals in a uh, decentralized um, manner. Um, I think that's really exciting as well to me. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we can um, start to have those discussions with um, local governments uh, so that we can create a regulatory compliance framework for tokenizing real-world assets. Um, and I've just taken an example there, to just like shares, but you, know, you can bring into um, the scope of uh, real estate or commodities, that really interests me because then you can start to unlock that um, that collateral as well and, and use that potentially in DeFi as well. So, yeah, that, that, that angle interests me. Plus the fact that DeFi right now represents, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. The last time I checked, it was like 0.025% of um the the global uh, traditional finance industry um of assets um you know being deployed and locked so there's there's a huge um there's huge potential there for growth so even if we just grew defi to like 1 or 2% of the traditional finance industry i think it could it, it could go higher in the future there's there's a huge amount of potential here in the future um and that's why we're very focused on trying to grow long-term growth and and not really focusing on these like quick um, like profit uh, plays uh, because we we see that there's a huge potential here in in the Web3 and DeFi ecosystem to to grow um, with what will inevitably be the next bull market and and hopefully by then um, the market has matured enough to onboard more of those um, users into DeFi through things like the wallets as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: I sorry, not for the bit of a tangent, but... So, no, so I love it. But I would agree that making everything you can simpler, like as simple as possible, for so that it's a lot easier to onboard people, uh, that is always a good direction to go. Uh, because DeFi, like especially DeFi, but crypto in general is pretty complicated for for the new guy, which is like trying to explore it for the first time. Um, I've been in crypto now for quite a amount of time but i'm still finding it a little bit like tricky to, to navigate around um, especially now when i'm playing around with metamask and like different like dexes and all that so whatever we can do to, to make it simpler is is a win for everybody and also when it comes to traditional finance w- what do you think is the biggest roadblocks for for them that why haven't they already adopted it
1: I think probably one of the biggest roadblocks right now is um, regulatory uncertainty. I think when we look at like lending protocols, like some of the biggest lending protocols, like RV and compound, they can offer at the moment on um, stable coins like USDC, USDT, they can offer lower interest rates to borrow um, on those platforms. And you can get through a traditional bank right now with the rising interest rates. So it's going to be interesting to see, whether some of the more traditional um, investors start borrowing um, at a cheaper rate through DeFi than they can do through centralized um, platforms like banks, but I think they're just waiting for more regulatory clarity um, for like using these these protocols and and, and borrowing um, through through a DeFi platform instead of a centralized exchange platform, and I hope that will come soon through some of the the new regulations being pushed through Europe as well as through through the US. Um, and I'm hoping that it's it's done in a in a manner which um, doesn't stifle the industry. I appreciate that um, there that there needs to be some changes, and I think one of the advantages of DeFi is you can implement a lot of the regulations and, and compliance mechanisms into the code um, of these platforms, so they, they can become regulatory compliant without um, being too like human resource heavy, and and they can be far more efficient in 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 some of their compliance clients models, but it's it's how regulators can 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 do so in a in a manner that's not going to stifle the industry. Um and I think education is really important. Um I think there's still a lot of um traditional investors that just don't understand this space and and I get that it, it takes time to to educate people and 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 um and get them comfortable as well with with the with the um with the new risks that they have to mitigate. Um if you imagine like if you forget your password for logging into your banking platform, you know, you've got a customer service representative that you can phone up and, you know, you can arrange for a new password to be sent out. You know, when you're using DeFi and you're using non custodian wallets and you lose your, 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 um, your private key, um, and access to your wallet, that's pretty much it. You've, you've lost those funds pretty much. So that that's very daunting. And so there's, there's new risks that investors have to have to mitigate. Um, and so I think that there has to be, um, like more user friendly, um, interactive software, like wallets that can, that can help to mitigate those risks and, and the education barriers, as well as I think we need, um, more clarity on, on regulation. And I think with those things, we'll get a lot more adoption more quicker, but I think we're getting, we're going to get more adoption regardless. It's just how, like the, there's, there's just like multipliers, um, that we can apply by, by doing things like correctly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do agree that um, risk understanding and um, regulation are like the main barriers. Um, but also, how do you expect like the Shimmer ecosystem in general to attract new users when we already have so many different DeFi applications already working and have been working? Like they have the mo- first mover advantage, they have a huge user base. People are comfortable there. How will they be able to to even like find their way to the shimmer ecosystem.
1: So I think one thing that will attract um what I call multi-chain maxis, which are people which don't have like um an allegiance to any one um token or chain will always be attracted by yield. So if we're going to uh, if we can provide attractive yield um, within our DeFi ecosystem, we're going to attract investors. Um and I guess the challenge then is once some of the initial yield opportunities start to dry up, how do we make them sticky? How do we get them to commit to um, continuing to um, invest and and support our ecosystem? And and that will be a challenge for kind of like phase two. Um, But I think there's going to be enough incentives in in that first phase to, A, attract the existing IOTA community, which is far larger than I think most uh, people give us credit for. Um, The kind of interaction that I get through Twitter is, is far greater than I ever got through any other um, chain that I was um involved in or, or, or try to support so I think our community is a, is a is a big big driver of growth um and I think the yield is a, is another driver of, of growth and I think we need to start looking at applications that are going to be unique and so I think there's going to be a few applications on Shimmer um that will be across the other, Uh, layer one and layer two networks. And so we should really be looking to promote them, Um, not just the foundation, but the entire community should be promoting them because it's those unique use cases that will potentially bring um, users from other ecosystems that want to try out some new technology, which may not be available on their home chain um, and and provide, provide some good yield opportunities. Um, I think as well, it's it's important that it's, it's not just about DeFi. Um, there has to be other use cases on top of Shimmer EVM. So I'm really interested in looking out for um, game five projects, and I've spoken to a few which look quite promising. And I'm also interested in NFT projects um, because I help. I, I believe that helps to build a really good um, culture and and community around a chain whereby um, those NFT holders um, within um, ecosystem. NFT projects typically are your kind of like maxis within that chain. So the, the more you can support them and, and bring people into that community and be adopts like accepting of other people, um, the, the 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 better chances we have of, of making Shimmer EVM, um, a success story over the long term.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I pretty much agree on all of that. Um, where do you see Nakama labs? Um, like where are you going to focus in the next few months?
1: Um, so, yeah, as I've mentioned, we're, we're focusing on, on Shimmer um, and, and the first reason being, as I've mentioned already, there's the, the large community already, but it's a large community that's been kind of like starved of Web3 um, opportunities in the past. And so we now have this opportunity uh, for our community to experience Web3 applications on Shimmer EVM uh, and IOTA products. So I'm expecting you know good adoption and acceptance from the, the IOTA community, which is really exciting. Um, it's also EVM-compatible, so deploying uh, blue-chip um, Web3 applications from other chains and, and forking them onto, onto Shimmer EVM and creating you know, a new brand and, and working on those tokenomics so you're building, you're focusing on long-term value creation is, is also exciting. Um, it doesn't require a huge amount of like upfront development for, for um, unique IP, for example. Um, and then also, I've, I've spoken before about this, and I think it's really critical. And one of the unique selling points of Shimmer EVM is the order consensus. So in a traditional EVM, um, the highest um, bidder is um, usually the first transaction uh, within a block. But with Shimmer EVM, it's randomized, which means that certain types of um, maximum extractable value attacks aren't possible. And I probably don't have enough time on this call to, to run through it in detail, but I put out a tweet thread some time ago. It essentially stops um, um, validators and um, uh, bots uh, manipulating the the order um, to to steal value from from other users within the DeFi ecosystem. Um, and then lastly, I think the having the the Shimmer consensus layer being le- layer one and being able to feedlessly mint tokens, NFTs. And also transfer them uh, feelessly is a really unique proposition. Um, I love the example of like if we can convince um, a stable coin um, like USDT or USDC to mint on top of uh, Shimmer Layer One and be able to transfer that value feelessly, uh, securely, apparently, it's, um, it's, it's very unique. If you imagine that the the traditional banking system hasn't really moved on since the 1970s with like the the swift and back systems of, of transferring funds which sometimes can take three days to settle and, and cost you like 35 bucks a transaction or something like that to move from that to be able, able to um like tran- like have transaction finality within seconds feelessly and to be able to mint those tokens feelessly, it's uh, it, it creates a really unique proposition for, for for Shimmer, which can then compete with with the competition in Layer One, Layer Two that don't have those unique advantages.
0: Yeah, um, it's also pretty interesting that that I offer a like a feeless network because, in my simple mind, it's a win-win for everybody, both the developer, the like the NFT artists, and the users. So like, why wouldn't they move? Like the ones that are developing saves money. They don't have to pay a lot of fees to get their product onto the chain. Um, The artists don't have to do a bunch of minting fees in order to get it up there. Uh, And the users don't have to to pay a bunch of fees in order to get there and to to use that network. So essentially everybody is winning here because everybody is saving money as well uh, Is quite efficient network it is very scalable and you have a lot of like very trusted names building on it so am i missing something here which is just is it a win-win for everybody
1: i, I think it's a win win and we're still seeing it now with um even with eve 2.0 when there's a big nft mint the the network still gets congested gray still goes through the roof and it's still costing a bunch of money uh, to mint or have failed transactions even um so having like a, a a fairer system to to mint those nfts in a feeless manner um yeah, it's 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 almost you know my, it's almost like a cheat code to be honest um i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing that that ecosystem flourish particularly when Shimmer evm launches and those nfts can be bridged and you know um then you can start having the um decentralized NFT marketplaces launching. I think there's that there's a huge amount of growth here for um for Shimmer if um, if we can you know get the message out there essentially and, and tap into that market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And but you also mentioned that you guys had a few partners. Like what type of projects are you looking to partner with?
1: Yeah so we we partnered with um a longstanding team based in Argentina. Um, that have got a like a, a lot of history with um, with iota, and we'll probably be um, going into more detail on on who is behind that team um, very shortly. We'll probably do a series through like Medium um, to kind of um, talk to like our senior developers in that team. Um, but we we focus on people that have like shared values uh, with ourselves, so, like share the same ethos, which is as I mentioned before, it's about creating long term value for all stakeholders. So if they if they share like a similar ethos and they're excited to to build uh, for a um, a community that haven't experienced a lot of Web three applications before, then we're interested in in working with them. So um, again, if there's if there's any development teams out there that um, are looking to um, kind of incubate projects with us and, and work in partnership with us, and, and please do get in touch. Um, we can provide um, a lot of assistance through marketing operations, funding, um, and we can work with the developers so they can just focus on essentially developing the, uh, the underlying technology. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's one of the most exciting things we're doing right now is, is building with these partners and to be honest, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air going from like traditional finance into like my role right now. Um, I've got such a varied job and it's so fun and exciting to be working on like multiple different projects um at any given time um but it does not mean like my days are super busy right now I, I spend most of my time on calls uh with teams throughout like different time zones um talking to like potential um investment opportunities and and really trying to um drive like adoption um for shimmer right now because i really see like we've got a lot of our eggs invested in the Shimmer EVM ecosystem and the more we can grow this, even if it's like competitors launching on top of Shimmer EVM, the more that we can grow Shimmer, um, the, the bigger, the, the pie is for, for everyone to benefit. Um, and, and by everyone, I mean like all stakeholders again.
0: Mm. Well, you also say stakeholders are uh, like, are that the, the projects that you kind of uh, are partnering with and, um, like, developers involved or can like everybody become a stakeholder like can can the community invest into nakama labs
1: unfortunately the community can't invest into nakama labs because it's a, a joint venture um private company and there's regulatory and legal um hurdles to accepting um funding from like retail investors and and um like too many investors outside of our circle that we've we've started up this project with. But people can absolutely get involved in the underlying projects that we're launching. And as I've mentioned before, the, the initial projects that we're launching in Deeper and Accumulator, um, we're not raising any um like ICL funds, we're not taking any money up front from our like our community and investor base, because we want to incentivize those users to rather than like buy our token just be active users in our protocol like provide liquidity and, and be active in our protocol and you will uh, be rewarded in our token um, and we're going to go into a lot more detail on our tokenomics in the not too distant future and so we can explain how just by being like an active user in our protocol you you don't necessarily have to commit funds to buy our token um by all means that's an option you can buy our token on um, a decentralized exchange and hopefully in the future centralized exchanges as well but there's there's other avenues whereby you can add value to our community by being an active active participant in our in our protocols and we we will reward you in in providing you with uh with like a, a stream of uh, of tokens um and we we probably need to do a lot more education around this um about these type of models i know that there's a really good session actually if your listeners are are interested in um learning a bit more about tokenomics the uh, bankless uh, consulting team just did a really good session on mm. on tokenomics uh, i think it was last thursday um i tuned into it so be sure to check that out that was a really good session and and kind of gives you an idea of like the different avenues um that you can you can explore to um to to retrieve tokens for for a project
0: yeah everybody that wants to stay on top should should keep an eye on uh, on those guys because they are i'm not sure if they have partnered with uh with like the iota guys but anyway they they are kind of trying to educate the the ecosystem so that everybody can be as much prepared as possible uh, for for whatever's coming now um but will you guys be because we will heard that the the evm beta will be here pretty soon yeah um do you guys going to go live there like can we play around it with uh, like your project already then
1: yeah absolutely so when it comes to education i, I echo your thoughts um i think that's one of the disadvantages that the iota community have right now because i think the vast majority of people in our community haven't really experienced uh too much um within the web3 world and and defy and so it's really key and critical that that people uh take the time to educate themselves on like what are the opportunities what are the risks and how do you mitigate those risks and i think the bankless consulting team have done a really good job actually at um going through the basics today and i think they've got maybe one or two more sessions so be sure to um to, to follow uh, um their series and we're going to do more through medium posts as well as we're going to be deploying onto the shimmer and beta um, and because we want as many people as possible to join our EVM beta and and test out our um our products we're going to be incentivizing um users to to come in and, and and try and break our our protocol like try and use our protocol like and there'll be a bunch of tutorials so you can you can go on there um you don't have to risk in any of your own collateral because it's a beta and you can test out our protocols prior to launch, so you can get familiar with um, how these how these protocols work, and we'll incentivize you by providing an airdrop in our tokens as well as a airdrop in um, NFTs as well. We need to um, clarify the details on that um, airdrop and, and NFT drop, but um, yeah, it's it's something that we're we're quite passionate about, and I think it's a really good way. Um, to educate yourselves on DeFi, don't just use our protocols. Like use everyone's protocols. Get familiar with with um, every uh, DApp that's going to deploy on Shimmer EVM because it's a really safe environment for you to be testing out these protocols like, via, um, rather than waiting till the the Shimmer EVM launch.
0: Yeah, um, when you say trying to 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 break the network, like for for a simple mind like myself, it sounds like you have to be some form of a computer engineer or a hacker or a coder or whatever and try to come in and uh, destroy the code you kind of have to to find the bug but for people like me which is barely able to log into facebook is there anything we can provide in order to like get the incentive and like the token airdrop and be involved with this
1: of course yeah sorry I, i don't mean that people need to come in with like expert knowledge and try to Generate like bug bounties, like we're going to be incentivizing the average user to go on and just participate in in our protocols. So, for example, um, the Deeper Finance, which is a lending protocol, if you come on and complete some tasks, like uh, provide some collateral into a lending market and uh, maybe borrow a position in a in, in another market, then that could be sufficient usage uh, for you to qualify for receiving a small airdrop um of our tokens as well as a, a unique nft for participating in our beta um and i think a lot of DApps are going to deploy some of the systems so i, I quite like what shimacy are doing i don't think we can do it with our protocol but they're creating a trading competition whereby you use the decentralized exchange and you try to accumulate as many of their um, underlying utility token as possible and if you have the most amount of the loom tokens on their beta then you'll win their trading competition and you can win a prize um and so i think that's quite a unique way of like incentivizing usage and so we just want like as many people to come on and use the network as possible because we need to be able to test it out with a large volume of unique users yes we can put like um spammers on that beta test net um try and raise the tps but we really want people, as many people as possible, like going onto that beta EVM at the same time and, and trying to you know interact with several different um, um, Web3 and DeFi applications. Um, and I think by doing so, I think a lot of the developers are gonna be rewarding those users with airdrops like we are. And probably more importantly, you're gonna gain a lot of um, valuable education, um, not just DeFi education, but how these dApps work um, and what you can expect um, or have a good idea of what you can expect for the, the Shimmer EVM main launch.
0: Mm. Yeah, so that, that's awesome. So just for to, to like summer, summer, everything up, uh, summer, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway, ignore my bad English here, but just to summon everything up, um, you don't have to risk your own token. You can get like a test token, which has no actual value, uh, so you don't have to like. Plug in your own bullet. So it's it's no risk there. And then you can play around. So you get to learn how to actually use this once it's go live. And you can actually earn proper money from it. And you are kind of incentivized to do it. Because if you do this, as you say, if you do it with Shimmercy, you can win a prize. If you are probably one, two, three, uh, who did the best, right? And uh, with you guys, we can get an airdrop from you. Um, So it's really... It's really good way to do it because I don't think I would ever jump into some beta net testing just for to be a to be a good citizen, right? I wouldn't just jump into like, oh yeah, I'm going to be a tester, help you out, cheers. I don't have time for that. But if there's actually an incentive, then I think you will draw a lot more people into that testing phase. And that is probably a very valuable for you guys as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's what I call like a win-win, which I absolutely love because... The the users win because they get incentivized. They're going to be rewarded in airdrop tokens or NFTs through these DApps. They're gaining more education, and from our side, um, we're gaining um, knowledge on our DApps and how they run under, um, you know, high volume. And we're also gaining um, users um, that become familiar with our DApps. So when we launch um, the final EVM, people that have used our beta will be familiar with our like our, our protocol yes there'll be some i'm sure there'll be some improvements um f- between beta and live but they'll be familiar with our protocol and, and how it works so that th- we're hoping that the people that are that are going to be like beta users will come in return and, and become um users on the on the final platform
0: mm, yeah yeah i want to do that as well because i have had a couple of incidents lastly lately jesus um, but lately, yeah, I've had a couple of inc- incidents, but that's because I haven't done any research. I haven't like been involved with this before. Um, so like the so Alpha from ApeDAO has been needed to help me out of my own problems several times lately, and have, because I've sent transactions to the wrong network and it's the wrong address and everything is just stuck and I have to reset everything. Uh, but that's just my own fault because I haven't really played around within the testing phase, right? I just jumped right into it, uh, thinking that I know all the answers. So I'll definitely, be playing around with uh, with your beta network, so that once I'm actually playing around with my with my own money, then I know what I'm doing.
1: Exactly, because like you said, just playing about a crypto can be quite daunting, particularly when you're just used to um, like using centralized exchanges. So I'd say, like, you've got like different like stepping stones. So you've got like a stepping stone of like using centralized exchanges, which Um, is is quite daunting, particularly for like your average Joe that might just be using like a Robinhood app. And then you have like another stepping stone, which is, you know, taking those assets out from your centralized exchange into a non-custodian wallet. I'd say that's like a next step. The step after that is using DeFi, which is probably like one of the most advanced things that people are doing right now. Um, And I think the more education and and experience people can get in Betas, the more comfortable they will be progressing through those steps um and it's part of my goal and ambition over time it's it's certainly not going to be ready for shimmer evm beta but for us to be able to work with wallet providers to make that whole process really intuitive and simple um and less daunting at the end of the day so i think that's possible further down the line but in the short term people should you know absolutely get involved in the the betas. um Feel free to like um hit me up on my team if you've got any questions or you feel like we can th- we can improve um on, on the DAP and the UI UX. I'm sure I'm sure we can. Um and it's gonna be a really good learning experience for everybody, us included as 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 developers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um one more question that I had in mind, which um because let's say the smart contracts went live today how many days like roughly do would you guys need in order to be actual fully live on on shimmer yeah
1: this is it's it sounds like a really simple question but it's it's more complicated than that because we need to ensure that for, for some of our dams that we have certain tools available um like oracles and i, I won't go into too much detail here because it gets gets quite complicated um but we need like indexes and oracle providers and other tools as well to go live for certain dApps um but potentially for something like a decentralized exchange it could go live relatively quickly um and so i think decentralized exchanges might be some of the first DApps that go live and then you know over a period of time if all of the, the tool set is available then like um, yield aggregators like accumulator and, and lending protocols can can launch soon after um, but it's a really exciting time—that kind of like bootstrapping phase. I've I've seen it occur just a handful of times when I've been um, monitoring uh, new chains launching, and it's a uh, it's, it's it's a really exciting time. And I think during this like initial phase, um, there's there's a lot of opportunity, and there's also a lot of risk. Um, and so you need to be really careful on like how you mitigate your risk. So again, I know I've mentioned it before, but like the more people that can educate themselves on the different types of risk and how you can mitigate those risks, particularly for this like early stage of the Shimmer EVM. Um, the better you'll be prepared to take advantage of those opportunities, because the opportunities when an EVM first launches and the dApps that launch on them, um, in my opinion, are far greater um, than the opportunities that will, that will be available six months from now. Hmm. So you you want to make sure that you're prepared, and the only way you can be prepared is by educating yourself and, and participating in, in in this beta to be like fully prepared and I include myself in that as well i'm I'm going to be participating in the beta I'm sure there's going to be damps that I'm not as familiar with um, and I'd like to check out and, and 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 make sure that um you know um I I can I, I have the same kind of opportunities as, as everybody else in this ecosystem
0: yeah yeah for sure I'm, me as well so like if, if you see the old pricing old prices is going up due to Low oil capacity in the world is because I am no, I don't have time for, to drill more oil. I have to play around <laughs> the EVM, so. Um, oh man, it's all your fault. Yeah. Um, but what would you say would be like a good guess before? Because I, I think I would say two, three weeks after EVM is live. Um, like smart contracts for those that doesn't know what EVM is um let's say smart contracts went live today maybe two to three weeks from today we will see the projects going live yeah i think
1: that's i think if yeah i think that's a fair analysis to make um depending on like the the tool set being available so for example um like if Chainlink, which is an oracle provider isn't available from day one a lot of the um, smart contract code that people are looking to deploy are um reliant on perhaps um chainlink oracles being available so they may have to adapt their smart contract code and have it reaudited so it's, it's it's it is dependent somewhat on like what what tools are available but on the assumption like all of the tools are available then like 2 to 3 weeks after smart contracts are available um you should expect to see um the majority of the dapps launching that wanted to
0: launch uh, during that like phase 1 EVM bootstrapping phase yeah so we so we are already sp- spoken about the accumulator and deeper finance uh could you tell us a little bit more about those two
1: yeah sure so accumulator has been kind of like off the radar recently because we're doing a a rebranding exercise so we're hoping that that rebranding exercise will be completed soon and then we'll be a lot more active again on on social media Um, but accumulator is a yield aggregator so in real simple terms it compounds the interest that you can earn on uh, certain DeFi apps like um, decentralized exchanges so if you provide liquidity to a decentralized exchange you benefit from like a passive income and it's basically taking that passive income and compounding that back into uh, liquidity so you earn a greater return over time which is really interesting and it automates that so if i give you an example if you were able to earn 100 apr on a decentralized exchange for providing liquidity if you use a yield aggregator you'll be earning somewhere between 160 and 170 percent so it, it can make a significant difference um, than just leaving your um your yield and harvest um untouched um the other DAP that we're launching is deeper finance and deeper finance is a lending protocol um, which allows you to borrow assets um based on a over collateralized position so you have to lend some assets into the market first before you can borrow um, another asset. Um, And this is a a really um, powerful tool because it allows people to either um, create leverage positions or it allows um, users to borrow an asset um, at um, a low rate, and they could potentially deploy that asset elsewhere within the DeFi ecosystem and and basically create an arbitrage profit. So if you can borrow an asset for 5%, but you can lend that asset in another DeFi protocol for 10%, you're you're making 5%, although there's smart contract risk that you need to consider as well. Um, And there's other use cases as well of of, of deeper finance, which we'll we'll go into in in the not too distant future. Um, But both of those uh, applications that we're launching, we're not accepting um, any ICO funds. we're not raising money up front from our investors. We very much want to prove ourselves to the community and we'll do that in a couple of ways. We're going to deploy those um, applications on the beta EVM. Um, we're already going through um, audits for um, those applications. In fact for deeper finance we've received an interim audit which has gone really well and we're we're also going to be um, launching them via fair launches um so we may raise a small amount of liquidity to launch but then essentially you can earn tokens um from being active users in those protocols so you can earn tokens by either providing liquidity um, for those tokens on a decentralized exchange or you can um, earn those tokens by um, providing um, liquidity for deeper finance for the lending and borrowing markets or for accumulator by uh, joining some of the uh, compound um, opportunities on the application. Again, this may sound like a little complicated. Um, it is, <laughs> to be honest, um, just on the call to explain this. But we're going to be going through some like educational sessions through like medium articles. And I'll be going through some like live um, tutorial sessions where, particularly once we've got the Shimmer EVM beta um, live, I'll be um, hosting. Uh, live sessions where I'll be taking people through the the various protocols that we're launching and and how to use them and and like like the the different opportunities. Um, but I I'll also be covering the risks as well. So I'll be very clear on um, potential risks to using these protocols that we're launching and and how you can look to mitigate
0: those risks as well. So um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really excited. Well, Capi, we, we do have a lot of interesting stuff coming up and I'm really really looking forward to see um, Deeper Finance as well as Accumulator go live on the, the beta network and start playing around with everything that you guys are building for us. So definitely exciting days ahead. Uh, hopefully, um, as soon as possible, I'm able to get my hands on it. But another thing that you had a part in was the ecosystem fund, which was part of increasing the shimmer supply. Tell me a little bit about that, like how you came up with that and why you think that was needed.
1: Yeah, sure. So the first time I put forward uh, the idea of an ecosystem fund was back in really about this time last year um, when I, I first learned about um, the possibility of, of Shimmer and, and and the tokenomics, because I, I felt like it, it was necessary for... Um, A, the foundation to have funds as well as the community to make sure that the the chain and the token is successful. If you imagine if we had 100% of the tokens just issued to the community, who's gonna pay for centralized exchange listings? Who's gonna incentivize uh, liquidity on centralized exchanges as well as um, DeFi? And who's gonna incentivize um, developers who might not necessarily consider using Shimmer um, without um, ecosystem funding uh, which would be necessary to create that um, that demand for the for the Shimmer token. So that was my my major concern of Shimmer prior to us agreeing for the uh, Shimmer ecosystem fund to come about. I think that there was a lot of controversy, and and, and I can I can accept that. Um, the first controversy was really around my like calculations for how to calculate the the twenty percent um, increase, um, which was in the end more than. 20- 20% for the 20% supply in, in Shimmer tokens for the ecosystem. Um, I can accept that criticism. Um, as well as th- that the proposal wasn't put forward in the the original tokenomics. So I think I think if the the foundation had originally um included the the 20% allocation for an ecosystem fund, like all of that controversy went went away. Um, but I, I still feel like it was absolutely necessary. And I think there was a there was a podcast recently, um, with um, with spec weekly where he had a lot of uh, developers from from cross chains on that on that call and he asked the question as well like from a developer perspective from other chains was it important for them to have ecosystem funding and i think the, the widely accepted response was yes it was like it does factor into whether they look to deploy on other chains because there's a lot of cost involved in deploying um on a on a new ecosystem. Um, And then just to kind of close off this question, because I've seen as well that there's a few people that have um, said that I've created this ecosystem fund so I can essentially benefit myself. To date, we have yet to put a proposal through for ecosystem funding, either through the the Shimmer ecosystem fund or through um, the old grant system. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, So to date we've, we've had no um, support, um, ecosystem support, um, and we'll, we'll consider in the future whether whether we want to put a proposal forward. But the proposals that we'll put forward will be to the community. And if the community decide that um, one or more of the dApps that we um, launch um, is worthy of ecosystem funding, so we can support more features and support our team better to grow longer-term value, then, then I'll be happy with that. Um, but yeah, for, for the time being, we've we've not received any ecosystem funding, so just to just to iron out um, any potential FUD there.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think we can clearly see that funding has been a crucial part for many other cryptos like communities. It's easy to say when you're you're just an investor, um, you're not building, you don't really know what goes into the building of a project um then it's pretty easy to go against it because raising the supply it, like would say then less price action in sort of way but in the longer term a lot more so uh, yeah I think the success we have seen around in other ecosystems is that without the funding they would have earned a lot less and i think if i'm not mistaken um i'm not sure how to pronounce this Ave. like is that correct uh, they have a pretty right? good one the ave grants i believe Ave grants yes yeah yeah, which has
1: yeah. Been a so are they yeah are have got a um like a, a DAO grant system i think uh yeah. which has been been a huge success um pretty much i mean Ave is interesting because it's it's a dap in its own right it's, it's not like a layer one or layer two but like if you compare shimmer to other layer one layer twos um like you know phantom avax matic um the only chain that hasn't had those ecosystem funds to date are ethereum as well as you could pr- probably lump in arbitrum arbitrum has had some ex- success without ecosystem funds but arbitrum really relies on the fact that they don't have a, a token yet and so it's highly anticipated that arbitrum um participants are going to be airdropped uh, tokens so that in itself is a huge um, incentive and so you can make an argument that the, there's no other ecosystem that's been successful without an ecosystem fund or huge incentives to come on and participate in their chain other than ethereum which had first mover advantage um and it's it's just not possible to compete in this this smart contract ecosystem Without those ecosystem funds, right now, unfortunately.
0: Mm, yeah, I completely agree, and I'm really glad that you stepped up and uh, and made that happen. And I think a lot of people has grown into to accepting that that it was the right way to go. But uh, of course, you can't please everybody uh, at all times. But um, at least I'm I agree with it. But um, yeah, that's it. Cool. That's all I had for 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 this episode. Is there anything additional you would like to add? Uh,
1: no, no that, that's about it. Um, just to say very quickly, um, we've not announced this yet, but um, I, I guess just to give your, your, your listeners um, a bit of alpha, we are looking to uh, support a, another NFT marketplace on Shimmer EVM, which will be um, more familiar for, for people that are using uh, NFT marketplaces on um, other cross chains right now, which is quite exciting. And we're exploring the possibility of quite a unique um, stablecoin uh, that would be very safe via a over collateralized system. And and perhaps if we can uh, tie up a deal soon on, on that stablecoin, we can we can talk, talk, start talking about it more. Um, but there's there's just to let you know there's there's a lot more on the pipeline uh, for Nakama and, and and projects
0: that we're launching in the, the not too distant future. I'm really looking forward to see what else you guys are up to. And um, I hope that this won't be the last time that you guys are on on the podcast where we can talk about everything that you guys are building and providing to the community. And I'm sure that that as time goes and new stuff is happening, you're more than welcome to come back and, and talk to us about it. Awesome. That'd be great. And um,
1: yeah, just to, just to finish on this note, that we'll be providing more information on how you can participate in the Shimmer EVM beta shortly and how we are looking to incentivize people people to do so. Um, so it's definitely worth um, getting up to date on DeFi education. So check out Bankless Consulting and other material out there. Uh, and absolutely worth um, taking part in the um, the beta EVM be- uh, beta, EVM beta, gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the EVM beta um, coming up soon.
0: Absolutely. And to everyone that are listening, go to Twitter, follow both Nakama Labs, Accumulator, Deeper Finance, Cappy. Uh, check out their website and stay awake. Uh, keep your eyes on what they guys are doing and be involved with the with the beta testing and you will get some airdrops. And um, thank you guys for listening.
1: Be sure to follow uh, Thomas and uh, Milko as well. Do that as well. Awesome. Really appreciate um, you having me on and uh yeah, um look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you for taking the time, mate. Cheers. Adios. Bye.